Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hey, Katie. Can you hear me? Uh, I can now. You were cutting out a little bit there. Weird. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, hey, welcome to the show. Here we right? are. Tech is really, uh, <laughs> really yeah. trying to beat us down tonight. Hopefully, we can uh, prevail. Yeah, first time around, it deleted our YouTube posts so we couldn't go live on youtube i don't know why so anyway here we are yay it's wednesday night (laughs) case updates hello sorry (laughs) for the drama uh we did have like a gigantic thunderstorm last night huge flooded all of downtown here in idaho falls um people's cars were floating away like it was bad mm-hmm. um and they're talking about that we might get another one tonight so i don't know if we've got weird weather causing us issues but you never know it i yeah it sure makes you wonder right very weird yeah. it was crazy like mm-hmm. we literally got a text message from the city that said stay alive by staying home anything past anything west of woodruff which my house is west of woodruff mm-hmm. do not leave your house i was like Holy crap. All right. Well, scary. Yeah. But I'm glad you all found us. So uh, sorry about that. And blame YouTube, I guess. I hope we don't have the storm tonight we're supposed to have. I don't think we can handle it. I don't want to have to do it again. It was insane. And the water, how much water came down. So wild. (laughs) We were at Harbor Freight. When it happened, when it like it here, when it really got raining hard, uh-huh. and so uh, <laughs> we sat in the car forever, waiting for it to slow down enough that Scott could just run in, and finally he's like, "To hell with it, I'm doing it." Oh my god! <laughs> just watching him run through the parking lot getting pelted was, oh man, so bad. <laughs> and then we got home and just couldn't come in the house. We oh, stayed no. in the car for like forever, and I kept thinking, mm-hmm. "I mean, here pretty soon it'll settle down." It was a good thirty minutes. Where we felt like we could even get out of the car. Well, we have a drain uh, at the end of our driveway and it gets clogged really easily and then it backs up Mm -hmm. and then that backs up into our driveway and up toward our house and it's not good. So we had to send our son out to work on it last night and he was out there forever. And when he came in, he was absolutely soaking wet. Never could get the drain to go down. I think that the drainage system was was over overloaded. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was he pissed? <laughs> uh, a little. Rhonda finally yelled, "It's okay. You've done all you can do. Come in." <laughs> like I just not get that to go down. I'm like, yeah, I think it's probably flooded under there too. Oh uh, my gosh, the hail! I know Blackfoot got the hail, Nicole, but uh, we didn't really get that. But we got like no. major rain. Um, still this morning, uh, when I was driving around working, there was standing water in big mm-hmm. parking lots and stuff where lots of drainage systems had backed up. Yeah. And of course, like under the underpasses going into downtown, there were cars stuck in them. Mm-hmm. That's, that happens every time we have a big rainstorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, it was wild. It really was. It was a huge storm and yeah we're still under a watch for the next couple of hours so mm-hmm. hopefully we won't get that pretty crazy i know they had hail yeah you guys had it in blackfoot i saw a cousin posted pictures in pocatello of hail that was bigger than quarters around yikes it just raised hell with their poor yard and flowers and stuff yikes that yikes yeah i know it's a bad time yeah. of year because like my apple tree um uh was has been blooming beautifully mm-hmm. and it just beat the living crap out of it we are on youtube now yes we had to switch streams because youtube deleted our other stream i don't yeah. know what happened no we don't know it's crazy oh oh you saw oh amanda saw nate's videos on it yeah 
Yeah, a it was few a while. Reached day. out last night and said, "I just saw Nate's video. Are you guys okay?" Barely. <laughs> yeah, really we we were all right. We we weren't <laughs> far crazy. enough downtown to flood, but but I guess like the the um, restoration companies are all just slammed because lots of people's oh. basements flooded. I can't even imagine. Well, <gasps> Thank you, we had God, that from, it wasn't mine. Right. We had come from the nursery. I had my entire backseat of my car was full of flowers <laughs> to plant in my front uh, flower beds and my containers in my front yard. And yeah, we finally got them out this afternoon. But I, God, I'm so glad I, they weren't already planted. They would have, I can't even imagine what that rain would have done to. Oh, yeah. Peony or petunias and stuff. I have a big whiskey barrel full of uh, violets that my daughter planted for me for Mother's Aww. Day. I love violets because our mom loved violets and yeah. beautiful violets. And like they're okay ish, but they are, were all like deep purple. And now they're purple with white polka dots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hope they recover. Dang it. And yeah, luckily nothing else got planted yet. And I didn't dare plant it today. So tomorrow. No. Give yeah. it a couple days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, let's kick it off with the Vallow case and the update in the Vallow case because yeah. we always start with it. Big news today. Here mm -hmm. is the uh the court uh document about it, but guess who is getting sentenced? On July 31st at 9 a.m. Mountain, our top of our FO uh, top of our FOS list, Lori Vallow. Yes. Triple murderer, Lori Vallow. We can finally Lori say it. F. Vallow. Yes. Yeah. Convicted yes. murderer, Lori Vallow. Mm -hmm. Being sentenced yeah. July 31st. We're going to be there. We're going to be there. We have a daily double for you on that one because mm -hmm. they are live streaming it. We are fully mm -hmm. planning on being there in yeah. person because, well, we just think we should be after all mm -hmm. these years. But Full we are also, mm -hmm, we are going to train Scott to uh, run our, not that he'll need a lot of training, but, you know, to run our uh, system so mm -hmm. that we will also live stream it. So you yeah. can watch it here and also know that we are in the courtroom and we'll come back later that day and do a live stream and tell you everything that we saw. Yep. So... Yeah. Yes, we will. So that's, that's, it's not as far out as they were saying it was going to be. No. Which I think is good. Mm -hmm. Um, That's good news. So, you know, just more closure for the Idaho cases and then the door opens wide for the Arizona cases. So mm -hmm. it's good news. Let's get this fool out of here. Yeah. Let's, let's do. Um, I'm speaking of fools. Would you like to tell us about the latest bison crime in yellowstone uh, national park i mean what <laughs> it, it, this is a legit crime there's they are looking for this person so a few days ago some people watched a herd of bison uh trying to cross the river a river probably the yellowstone i'm assuming or the madison, or the madison. anyway Gallatin, whatever. Anyway, trying to cross a river there in Yellowstone, and the rivers are very full and swollen right now. And this herd went to cross, and a baby kind of got left and was struggling. But the thing you have to know is that bison babies, typically, if they don't keep up with the herd, and these little red dogs, sometimes they don't, they're really little, they will, uh, they'll struggle. And they will just kind of float downstream till they hit a sandbar where they can get out and the herd will just keep up along stream with them until they get out mm -hmm. or they will drown, which sucks, but it is also nature. And right. you have to know and remember that Yellowstone national park is just a national park. It is not a refuge. It's not a zoo. Right. We don't fiddle in the affairs of the animals as much as humanly possible. Right. Mm -hmm. So these people were watching this happen and they're watching this little red dog struggling and so this guy pulls him out of the river. Mm. This is a picture of it. Dumb ass. First of all, he could have easily drowned himself. Look at that. Oh, river. yeah. That river's super high. Super, super freaking high. So he pulls him out. Then the baby is standing on the bank screaming and crying for its mom. The mom is on the other bank screaming and crying for her baby, running up and down the opposite bank. The baby's running up and down the opposite bank. <clears throat> These people are petting the baby 
reassuring the baby, mm. touching the baby, and then the baby doesn't know what to do and starts like running up to people and running out into the road and like it's causing a real problem. So some of the uh, the rangers come and they try to figure out how to reunite the baby with the mom. They mm. tried for an hour to figure out how to get this poor mm. little thing across the river to mom. Pretty soon the herd gives up and leaves and it's over and they have to euthanize the baby. Yeah. And people are outraged and want to know why didn't they take the baby to a shelter? Why didn't or to a refuge? Why didn't they because they don't live. Mm-mm. They uh, have to bison babies have to be with their mamas. Uh yeah. trying to make them live is extremely hard to do. And because this is Yellowstone National Park and we let nature take its course, this baby would have died had he not, you know, found a way across to mom. They had to euthanize him and I you know a lot of people are angry and don't understand that decision and I can't promise you that I really understand it myself except for that I do trust uh, that they are doing what they can there and what they feel like is the right thing right the rangers know you know they know way better than some tourist does to be getting in the middle of something you should not be touching the animals period never also 25% of bison babies die 25% and what do they do? Nothing. They leave them alone. Why? Because that feeds the bears. Right. And the, it's the whole the circle co- of life thing. And the wolves and the coyotes and yeah. the raptors. And that is what happens. So they euthanized the baby and left it for mm-hmm. wildlife, which is exactly what they would do. Um, but that's what happens. It's yeah. so sad. It makes me so damn mad that that guy thought he knew better. And decided to intervene when there are a million warnings at Yellowstone not to fiddle with the animals for any reason. And this, I get it. He thought he was doing the right thing. He saw a baby bison drowning. He thought he was saving it. But he, what he did caused it to die. And Mm -hmm. it just sucks. So again, they're actually looking for this person because um, he will be ticketed if they ever find him. Oh yeah, he'll get ticketed for sure. He, it's not a huge fine, but. You're not allowed to go touching animals and dragging baby bison out of the river and shit in Yellowstone. No. And this, of course, is too reminiscent of a few years ago when a guy from, a Canadian guy, saw a baby bison on his own and thought he looked cold and wrestled him into the back of his car and took him to a ranger station was like, hey, uh, here's this guy. And they, of course, were like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, he was alone and he looked cold. So I was afraid he was going to die. So I brought him here. Well, of course he died then mm-hmm. because he was separated from his herd. Now well, they, they had no way him, to know where his, no mom, know where his mama was. No. And they said that the fact that he was alone and already separated from the herd uh, was likely meant that uh, he wasn't going to live anyway. Mm-hmm. And that they probably separated from him because he was not meant to live yeah um so but of course they had to euthanize him too my god stop stop doing it i mean there's already been somebody get charged at for a selfie this year they haven't been gored yet but you know that's coming oh yeah but living close to the the park like we we just i have to remind myself to say yellowstone because we grew up calling it the park that's how close yes. we live to it it's the uh-huh. park the park um and i just i don't know it just drives me crazy that people mm-hmm. can't just respect the park and respect the wildlife and just go and watch and yeah it's sad if a if a little bison baby doesn't live but that is nature mm-hmm. too that's yeah. what happens right and again mm-hmm. it's a part of the ecosystem there right i know it's awful it, it's, it it's is not that hard don't touch the animals don't feed the bears mm-hmm. just don't just don't do it just leave them alone that's the other one that every year they have to keep saying a fed bear is a dead bear because if you feed the bears they will immediately start coming into human territory and harassing humans for food and then they will have to euthanize them yeah but they do it every year it happens every every year. year yep it's really aggravating you can tell we are passionate about this (laughs) <laughs> we will kick the ass of somebody who fiddles with a red dog well yeah, yeah. 
it, it's so true, but it's just because we love the park and we want it to stay the way that it is. Yeah. So something else we should mark today. Today is the one year anniversary of the Uvalde, Texas school shooting. Mm -hmm. Can you yeah. imagine it's already been a year? Yep. It, I was surprised that it's already been I was a year. too. I was too. I didn't expect that. Um, the Today Show interviewed three of the mothers of children who were lost in the shooting. Uh, Gloria Cazares. Um, oh, she lost her daughter and her niece. Oh. And she said that she's come to believe that guns are more important than children in the United States. Which unfortunately yeah. does feel very true. Uh, Kimberly Mata Rubio and Veronica Mata um, were also there. Uh -huh. um, another comment was guns are isolated. Guns are isolated. That's more important than our children. Our children. Yeah. Yeah. So she lost, and this is, this is Gloria. Gloria lost her daughter, Jackie, and her niece, Annabelle. They were both 10 in the shooting. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 19 children and two teachers were killed in that shooting and absolutely nothing has improved in that community or anywhere else. Yep. Um, Mata Rubio, they made a lot of pleas on, on the today show uh -huh. to raise the purse purchasing age for automatic rifles. Um, because of course yeah. this gunman was 18, bought his guns legally. Uh -huh. um, just a lot of comments about how it's been a year and, has anything improved? No. No. Have we changed any gun laws? Have we, you know, other than we've dealt with, you know, the immediate um, law enforcement problems that occurred that made this so much worse than it ha had to be. Yeah. Um, nothing else has changed. And, you know, several hundred school shootings, well, not, well, several, several hundred mass shootings have yeah. occurred since Uvalde. Yeah. 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 So I just thought we should mark that and acknowledge but I will that never, it's one year since Uvalde. I'll never, ever, ever in my lifetime understand how those children and those teachers were locked in those rooms with that man for 77 minutes with Except a domestic terrorist. even locked in. No. The doors weren't locked. Just in. Yeah. Just in. Yeah. And that all of that law enforcement stood there. And watched those and listened to those children being massacred and just right. stood there. I will never in my lifetime understand it ever. No. I, Thank you, me Desi. Either. Me either. I can't fathom that situation. I can't fathom not being an adult who would risk your life to save all those kids. I've... The whole the, the whole thing that, that went down is the way that it went down is so sickening. The the cowardice is just it's hard. I, I will never understand it. I just won't. I never will. Right, Cranky. Nothing happened after Sandy Hook and ever since then either. No. And the school shootings just continue to happen. No. Oh, you know, lots of love to the families affected by Uvalde, the parents of the children, the families of the two teachers who died. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know what else to say other than here we are another year later and still right. no changes. And, and we're still heartbroken. We're still flabbergasted. We're still shocked that this happened, that this could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's another uh, auspicious day for another reason. Is it? Yes. The queen. Tina, Tina Turner. Turner died. I know. I, she that was, was I believe, 86. Yeah, or 83, something like that. Something like that. She was in her 80s, but... Uh, I wanted to share this tweet that I think sums up uh, what Tina Turner was for women. Yeah. Tina Turner was the first celebrity who talked about domestic violence. She saved a lot of women who were afraid to leave their abusers or ashamed to of talking about it. She led a good life. And she, she sure did. did. She, she was sure very did. outspoken about domestic violence and mm -hmm. definitely gave women the courage to get out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it is a, an interesting day. Yeah. You know, Rhonda yeah. said they needed an army of moms at Uvalde. And you know what was so sad, Rhonda, is that that army of moms was there, moms mm -hmm. and dads, and the police would not let them anywhere near that building. She's, that one mom, they handcuffed. 
because yeah. she was trying because to get in there. Trying to run in. They finally let go, let her out of the handcuffs, and she still went in and got yeah. her kids and a bunch of other kids out. While yeah. these fools are standing there, Just letting standing there waiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Makes me sick. Yeah. Speaking of fools, Katie, would you like to tell <laughs> us about what's going on in the uh, laundry potato uh, <laughs> lawsuit? I, I'm sitting here, as you said, speaking of fools, I'm trying to uh, think about which cases I have tonight and uh, who that might apply to. But, right. Well, I mean, all of them. But yes, you guys, the letter is in. I cannot wait to see what the letter says. Well, do you want to hear it? Yeah. We have a portion of it. What's here? Right here, right now. This is, I guess I should explain this better before I read the letter. But this is the letter that... Brian Laundry had on his person that uh, was written by his mother. The envelope said burn after reading. And Gabby Petito's parents, of course, are suing the Laundries for mm -hmm. their bullshit and their attorney, Steve Bertolino, mm -hmm. you know, because it became very clear that they knew that Gabby was dead and knew essentially where she was. Yeah. Uh, all the while that they were searching and authorities were searching and they were assisting their son. Yeah. in getting away and then killing himself and they uh they're suing them for that i think we can mostly probably all agree that good hold them accountable my yeah. god so we had this letter and they want it included as discovery in this case and of course the laundries have fought tooth and nail to keep it out because it is damning as hell it is. and they're saying she wrote this long before Gabby was ever missing, long before they even went on their trip. She wrote him this letter and sent it with him when they went on their trip. Like, it has nothing to do with this. And Petitos are like, you say so? Like, why would we take your word for it? You yeah, say so? why would anyone believe anything from these idiots? There's no proof of when it was written. We can't even know that. So you say so? Yeah, I don't think so. So today... They had a court date, and the judge said, nah, it's in. Good. So here is a portion of it. This is from, uh, of course, Brian's mother to Brian Laundry. Mm -hmm. I just want you to remember I will always love you, and I know you will always love me. You are my boy. Nothing can make me stop loving you. Nothing can or ever will divide us, no matter what we do or where we go or what we say. We will always love each other. If you are in jail, I will bake a cake and put a file in it if you are in jail. If you need to dispose of a body, I will show up with a shovel and garbage bags. If you fly to the moon, I will be watching the skies for your re-entry. If you say you hate my guts, I'll get new guts. Remember that love is a verb, not a noun. It's not a thing. It's not words. It is actions. Watch people's actions to know if they love you, not their words. Therefore, I am certain that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor the ruling spirits, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers from above, nor powers from below, nothing in the entire created world can separate our love. Neither hostile powers, nor messengers, or heaven, nor monarch, monarch, monarchs, good lord, monarchs of earth. Nothing has the power to separate us. Apparently that was Romans uh, 8.38. Nothing can separate us. Hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not threats, not backstabbing, not even sin, not the unthinkable, nor thinkable can get between us, she added. Not time, not miles, and miles, and miles. Wow, Roberta. Well, you are quite the author there, girlfriend. And also, your son's a murderer and you assisted him. So right. what kind how does of this love... letter not damn her? Right. It does. Also, what kind of mother's love is that? It, that is creepy that AF. I'm going to yeah. bury a body for you. I'm going to lie for you. You know, I'm not going to hold you accountable to no. be the good person that I know you can be. Mm -hmm. Like, What? Oh, it makes me sick. If you hate my guts, I'll get new guts. The fuck does that even mean? <laughs> this was the kid who would, uh, this is an assumption. This is the kid who would throw a fit about what was for dinner and mom would quickly make him something else. Definitely. You know? It definitely has that energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. That is wild. And it's, I cannot understand loving your child to the point of assisting them in a murder. Uh, no, if you love your kid, you're going to turn them in because yeah. they're never going to be okay. No. If that's what's happening around them, you know, like, oh. And at some point, can't you understand that your love for your kid doesn't get to supersede everyone else's loves for theirs? Right. And that the Petitos deserve to know what happened to their daughter. Right. They were just hoping they'd never, she'd never be found. Right. They were hoping the grizzly bears would get her before anybody else found her and that this would just go away. That was their right. hope. Yeah. It's disgusting. So now uh, it's the letter's in. So that's huge news. That's the thing that the uh, Petito's family's uh, attorneys have been fighting for the hardest. So mm -hmm. it's great news. It great is. Great news. It is very good. And I'm, I'm grateful to hear it, mm -hmm. but it makes me want to throw up to think mm -hmm. that she wrote him that letter. Throw something. Yeah. And, and you're telling me she wrote that letter before Gabby died? Bullshit. Yeah. She did. Right. No. That's hard that to imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, speaking of shit mothers or stepmothers, why don't you tell us about what's going on in the Stout case? Yeah. So it looks like Letitia actually had taken out a life insurance policy on Gannon a couple of years before she murdered him mm. for $25,000. And she took it out through USAA. You know, USAA. <laughs> I can't hear that without singing that. Mm. Uh, they didn't want her to have it. I know. Weird. So it's been being held in a trust of some sort while a judge decided what to do with it. So I'm surprised it, it was going to get paid out at all. Yeah. Well, that's strange. Well, I, I mm -hmm. think it was a valid policy that we had been paid on appropriately. So it should be paid to somebody. She even tried to change the beneficiary to her bio daughter uh, the day or before, I believe, or the day that Gannon died. Like, this has been a part of her bullshit the whole time. Jeez. So the court finally uh, ruled today on that case that uh, Gannon's bio parents are going to split it. Well, good. It should go to people who have been victims in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. yep. So it's $25,000. So they will each get half of it. So that's well, I can't imagine their lost work and everything that they have been through to get through this trial. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, sure they need it. it's only $12,000. Well, $12,500 for each of them, but still, mm -hmm. it's something. And hopefully, it helps make their lives a little bit easier at any I hope rate. So. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. Kat says that she heard that the the laundry letter uh, is based on a book that uh, Brian and his mother both loved. But yeah, I think I'd heard that before too. Would yeah. be interesting to know what book it is because that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. That's what. Yeah. Speaking of fucked up, let's talk <laughs> about. I know I have a million of them. Let's talk <laughs> about. What's going on in uh, the Koberger case? Because there's a lot going Ooh, on in the Brian Koberger situation. Stuff. How fucked is fucked up? That's fucked yeah. up. It yeah. It's very fucked up. Well, one thing that's happening is that some of the parents are suing the city of Moscow. And uh, they have filed paperwork. They are basically reserving their right to sue the city so they're not doing it right now i'm sure they have to wait until after the murder trial but they're reserving their right that they are going to do that so kaylee consalvis's parents and madison mogan's parents intend to sue the city of moscow uh and they are considering seeking lawsuits that seek monetary damages mm -hmm. they're not saying what the wrongdoing is yet but there's been a lot of uh, dissatisfaction on their parts that they weren't getting enough information from the police mm -hmm. and weren't being included enough in the investigation. So I'm going to assume that's what it is. I don't know Maybe. what else they would really have any standing on, you know? I don't know. I mean, I would be a little pissed off about uh, all of the tongue wagon they all did, you know? There was way yeah. too much... Uh, too many things being said 
Now, honestly, the fact that they found him, that they found the killer, and that they did find the killer within, what, two months? Maybe a little bit less uh, by the time they actually made the arrest? I don't know that they really have any grounds to sue the city of Moscow. I don't either. I'm kind of surprised by that. Well, and, and none of us like how little information we get from the police when a, when a murder is being yeah. investigated. But is that a reason to sue the city? No, it isn't. Because they have to keep things quiet about what they're investigating. That's And the families still know way more than what the public do. Mm-hmm. But I don't These know. families have done a lot of interviews. They've done a lot of talking. I don't know. I mean, and I've never stood in their shoes, so I can't say, you know, how I would feel or how I would react. And hopefully I never do. But I know I'm not sure what I think of that. And frankly, even right now, like, why, why make that announcement right now? Why not focus all of the energy here into convicting Brian? Right. Instead of pulling that energy back to yourself again. I, I don't know. I'm not a fan. But again, it's hard to judge if you haven't been in that position. You don't know how you'd react. But Agreed. And maybe it's there's more true. here than we know. Right. And that's possible. But it does, I don't know, it does not hit me right, for I sure. I know. Me too. And they're uh, still saying that they are going to go ahead and uh, tear that house down this summer. I know. Yeah. That's another thing that I'm like, don't you want to after the murder trial, just to be sure. I don't know why you'd risk that. Not a fan. Again, the the kids' bodies have all been dealt with as well. That doesn't always happen either. Well, I mean, my goodness. uh, Tylee and JJ have still not been buried. Yeah. And it's sounding like they still aren't going to be buried until until after after Chad's trial. Yeah. And yet they immediately released the bodies of these kids. Uh, There's a lot I don't understand. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Um, Fran said that tomorrow is Zana Kronodal's birthday, one of the victims in Moscow, and that um, uh, people are asking uh, that people do good deeds in honor of her. See, I like oh. that a lot better than Sue in the City, who did, in fact, find the killer and they're putting someone on trial, you know. Mm-hmm. And the city did something that not all cities do when they're in investigations like this. And they didn't have to do because none of these kids were minors. They involved the FBI from the get-go. They did. Uh, you know, John Bonet, anybody? You know? Right. We see all of these cases where the city gets way too up in their ego and they don't ask for or accept help from the FBI when they clearly need their resources. Right. And they've worked really well with them. Like, I just, yeah, I'm... I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, I know. Me too. Me too. Right. And Tylee and JJ are in Idaho too. Why is it so different with this case? I I don't know. But you have to understand that these two counties are a world away from each other. Oh, In gosh. distance. Yeah. Like things are going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But, Idaho is yeah. kind of like two states. Or three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way that we get separated by national parks and mm-hmm. various things means that um, there are very things are handled very differently in different parts of the state. Yeah. Yep. So Fran said she heard last night that that's on hold for now. That's so funny because I read today that it's not, but who knows? Yeah. Hopefully it is, Fran. Hopefully it is that they're not going to tear that house down right now. I know that locals are tired of looking at it, tired of hearing about it, and would like that house to be gone. But I think uh, nobody wanted this to happen, you know? Right. No one did. But we also have to protect the trial. And that's really important. Yeah. Now, y'all probably know who Jennifer Kofendaffer is. She is a retired FBI agent. She's been working a lot on this case and talking a lot about the Moscow murders and about Brian Koberger. And she shared some side-by-side screenshots I'm going to share with you. These are from uh, the University of Idaho Murders Case Discussion Group, where... Papa Roger was posting, so they're his posts, next to the uh, questionnaire, the the, the um, questionnaire thing that uh, Koberger did that he put out on Reddit that was a study of criminal behavior, mm-hmm. because he's basically asking the same questions about the case as he did on that, on that questionnaire. So, Here's the first one. Um, He posts a couple of things. Why did the killer choose that house over all the others in the area? 
And what do you think is the entrance point to the crime scene? And, you know, here's a question from his questionnaire. Why did you choose that victim or target over another? Mm -hmm. Let's see. There's several of these. And there's another one. Uh, he asks, do you think the killer took anything from the house? How long do we think the killer was in the house? His questions before leaving. Is there anything else you did? And how did you leave the scene? And here's another one. Um, regardless of what has been released, I believe this is a sexually motivated crime. He was really big on that. Uh -huh. Why did you choose that victim or target over others? And so there's, you know, a lot, you know, Dateline has said that they've have confirmation that Papa Roger was co-worker. Uh -huh. We don't know for sure because of course Dateline is not the police. Yeah. Um, but just looking at those side by side, creepy. Super, mm -hmm. super creepy. Super creepy. One of the other, and, and it's not really a comparison to the DeSalza survey, but one of the things in the Papa Rogers group that he did is he insisted adamantly that the sheath was left behind. Yeah. Long before he talked about that, they talked about that fixed blade knife and how big that knife must have been. And where's yeah. the sheath? Where's the sheath? Did he come back to the residence later to get the sheath? Well, yeah, he did. We know that now mm -hmm. that it looks like, at least from his pings, that he did come back a little later, though we don't yeah. think he went in the house. The sheath was, you know, there. Mm -hmm. But he insisted in that group that there had to have been a knife knife sheath left behind, and indeed there was. Yeah. But it fucked up because real... he left his DNA on it. Yeah. Didn't know he was that. getting a real charge out of saying stuff like that. And somebody... Oh, yeah really confronted him in the group over that particular oh, thing. Yeah. And, you know, you're, this is creepy. And why are you asking this? And there's no evidence that that's ever happened. And why would you say that? And they had mm -hmm. this big back and forth and mm -hmm. it is creepy because people were beginning to question then, mm -hmm. is this the guy? Is this yep. the guy who did this? And yep. it's looking like pretty clear that it was. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, Desi was wondering about the house, how it works for the owner. So the owner of the house is actually donating the house to the University of Idaho. They are paying to demolish the house and turn it into some kind of a, a memorial site. Yeah. Is at least roughly, loosely what they're saying at this point. Yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, it does, Walla. He, it does feel like he was giving an anon anonymous master class yeah. on murder or criminal behavior it is very weird right yeah. i'm just oh yeah it just makes me sick to think that people were interacting with him all that time not knowing mm -hmm. well here's something else crazy that's going on there is a new there's new movement in the madeline mccann case mm -hmm. so police officers are digging near a reservoir in in portugal um They've already looked at this this reservoir in the past, but it, they still think that um, there may be evidence that links to her disappearance and to Christian Bruckner, remember, who is um, the German national who a lot of people think is, in fact, the guy who yeah. took her. And so they're out for some reason. They are out digging around the searching the reservoir banks and searching the reservoir and digging mm -hmm. around that area again in relation to her case. Yeah. We don't have any tips or any public information about why they're doing that, but something nope. has got them looking. Well, we do know that he said at some point that this place was his own private heaven or something like that. But uh, this reservoir right. is very meaningful to that guy. But that's about all we know. Yeah. Right. Because he, because um, they've already searched it once for that yeah. reason. So it's pretty interesting that they're out there looking again. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And and I had read that they were looking, they're looking for her pajamas. Yeah. That like they have kind of, they've got some kind of tip that appears, Something. but we don't know what, and they're not, they're not revealing what. Yeah. But that's pretty wild. Really interesting. Will we ever finally see Madeline McCann solved? It kind of feels like maybe. I don't know. Boy, 
they are not letting up. Somebody's always working on it and it's changed hands several times, but mm -hmm. you know, somebody is always still working on that case. Yeah. Here's a couple of pictures from yeah. the reservoir where they're looking. God, I hope for her parents' sake they could find something. God, they've got to be just completely out of hope. Wouldn't but, you think yeah, that they're like, just imagine. don't tell us until it's actually something. That's how I would mm -hmm. feel. Too, I would be like, yeah, I don't want to know until you actually literally have something that no. you can prove is connected. I don't want to know. No, no, not after all this. And then just recently, of course, the girl in Poland that thought she was Madeline McCann. And I mean, gosh, out, these poor people just cannot, they can't catch a break. I know. I know. It's, I, it just breaks my heart for them. Mm -hmm. Like just, I would be like, do not speak to us unless you absolutely 100% know it's got to do with her because we just don't want to know for sure be too hard yeah yeah well you have a little good news for us you have a dna for the win i do this is a breaking one this just released in canada like today so this is a 50 year old cold case uh out of quebec and it was solved by DNA, of course. So this is 16-year-old Sharon Pryor. And Sharon was abducted on March 29th, 1975 in the Point St. Charles area of Montreal. And her body was found four days later in a lot in, I don't know how to say this, Long Long Longuiel. I'm going to say it that way and someone can tell me that's completely wrong. Longuiel. Uh, this is located in a Quebec province across from the St. Lawrence River from Montreal. Wow. Well, not far. Uh, they have hung on to DNA in this case for 50 years. Wow. And so what they have done with this DNA is they did familial gene or genetic uh, genealogy mm -hmm. to establish a DNA link between evidence recovered at the crime scene and an American family living in West Virginia. Mm. So they discovered that a member of that family, a man named Franklin Romine, was living in Montreal at the time of her murder. But they wow. also learned that Franklin died in 1982. Ah, damn it. That's the thing that's always so frustrating is when the purpose is dead. But they went to West Virginia where he's buried exhumed his body and matched the dna wow so and her mother is still living so they oh, were able wow. to give her mother that closure at least and sure. now they at least know who killed her yeah yeah well i mean it's good news and it's definitely the the way that technology is moving forward in dna is mm -hmm. so incredible mm -hmm. and there are so many good things being done with it you yes. know the yep. genealogical DNA searches or even just like this, where they go literally exhume a body and prove it mm -hmm. so that they can move forward. And then that DNA is in the system. So maybe he did, you know, maybe he killed someone else and it right. will show up there too. It is amazing what's happening that, you know, these, these cold cases, you know, a lot of people, yeah. I think at some point will, you know, think that they are safe mm -hmm. after a certain number of years. But the reality is you're never safe if you've done a crime like that. Not For now. Sure. Okay, well, Jenny, let me give you a little hope here and an idea. She said, there's a cold case here in Portland, the Oak Grove Jane Doe. I wish there was some way to find her identity. Okay, so well, there is. There is. And just recently in Arizona, there was a case where they had a body that had been found decades before that they'd mm -hmm. never been able to identify. And the police put out a plea on Facebook. And a, a link, a, a GoFundMe type. I don't think it was GoFundMe, but something like that. Mm -hmm. And they said, we can pledge $1,000, but we need 5000 more in order to pay for the work to be done. Mm -hmm. Within five days, that community had put together $5,000 more. And they did learn the identity of that woman. And they were able to return her remains to her family. Wow. It can be done. The police lost her body and all of her clothes, etc. Oh, well, damn it. Yes. Um, but we're hearing about this quite a bit of crowdfunding. 
-hmm. Now it sucks. It, it sucks that it has come to that, that uh, the public is being asked right. to pay for these things, except for that, you know what, maybe it's worth it. In Virginia, yeah. there is one very wealthy donor who's from Virginia who's been paying for all of them. And every time they come to her and ask for another 6K so they can go back to Othram Labs and do another DNA, she shells it out. They're solving yeah. all of their cold cases in Virginia. It's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And you know what, Dizzy? They are doing uh, more with rate backlogs. We've mm -hmm. we've done some we've done some stories on that recently. Uh huh. Same correct. Thing, yeah. That yes, we need more of the rate backlog rape kit backlogs done as well to get those perpetrators off the street. And there are some sheriff's offices that have pledged to get their backlog caught up and get all of that information into their database. Yeah. Uh, and so we are seeing that not mm -hmm. as across the board as I would like it to be, but we are, Idaho has actually worked on it quite a lot. Right. We were and, talking uh, shit and somebody was like, I thought they were working on them. So we had to go look it up and discover, Oh, they true. are. Cause Idaho yeah. had a horrible backlog for a long time, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's getting caught. It's getting caught up again. Yeah, then that DNA is in the system. So if that person is still active as a perpetrator, they're going to catch them mm -hmm. because they have their DNA now. Mm -hmm. I read about another cold case today that uh, it was a man that was shot. The, there was uh, a partially eaten sweet potato left at the scene. Not kidding. They got DNA off of the sweet potato and, wow. <laughs> and used that to find the perp. <laughs> What? That's amazing. Walking around munching on a sweet potato? <laughs> I mean, it whatever. A sweet potato that took him down. Yeah. Isn't that wild. Well, you know, little yeah. did we know that we're leaving our DNA literally everywhere we go just by touching things. We're leaving our yeah. DNA behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's true, Jenny. Uh, they, so they have a pick online of her face how they found her after she had been in the water mm -hmm. and maybe somebody could do a computer reconstruction maybe, maybe so. so yeah but yeah, yeah sweet, sweet potato, potato. Awesome. that killed me it wasn't i was looking for cold cases and reading several of them and that one uh it wasn't you know particularly noteworthy otherwise but uh but the but sweet hey. potato <laughs> yeah yeah i love that well, do you have anything else? Did I skip anything? I think that's it. Think I it went is? looking today for anything on um, Michael Vaughn. Yeah. But there's just nothing. No. Still nothing. I, I went looking for uh, Nick Alverdian like I do every Wednesday <laughs> to see if there's anything new. There's nothing new there either. Yeah. Well, you know. We'll just keep watching because there will yeah. be eventually. Anything on Stephen Smith? Oh, my goodness. I think. Uh... Oh, yeah. We've been in person with Lori Vallow. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been close enough to Lori to touch her. We've been we so have. close to her that we were desperately trying not to make eye contact. Because she uh, turned around and looked right. Anything new on Stephen Smith? Or if there is, I don't know, Christy. That's a great question, though. Oh, that's the other one. Up. Yes, friend. Thank you. Brian Koberger's parents. Oh, yeah. There, had, there was a grand jury convened in Pennsylvania for a murder that authorities thought maybe Brian Koberger was involved in, and his parents actually testified at it. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like he has a pretty good alibi for the time, and it's probably not going to be, he's probably not going to be indicted, but definitely Pennsylvania is doing their work to make sure yes. that they don't have any unsolved cases laying around. That in fact mm -hmm. were Brian Koberger. Thank you, friend. Yeah. That was the one piece I forgot. Isn't that wild? Yeah. But yes, Tam, we have definitely seen Lori in person. And here's what I'll tell you about Lori. There is no shame in her game. When she walks in and out no. of court, her head's held high. She is looking She's flipping that hair. Flipping her hair, smiling, laughing, yeah. uh, just acting as comfortable as you can imagine like yeah. there's no uh glimmer in her of why she's there i mean surely she knows but i mean there's no shame there's no uh avoiding eye contact with people none of it she's looking around the room she's looking you right in the eye it is 
very weird. That one day we had sat far on the outside. Uh, it was the day of the faded cell phone event. And oh, yeah. <laughs> at the uh, Fremont County Courthouse. And we were clear on the edge and of the aisle. So when she walked in and out, she was walking like really literally right past us. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like for the longest time she wasn't even shackled or handcuffed she'd just wander in and wander back out and Mm -hmm. like the security was very low and she walked right past us and looked me right in the eye and i was like oh god don't look don't look don't look Uh, yeah i don't know why i didn't want to look but i did not want to look just i don't like to look evil square in the face (laughs) this is true this is true yeah. So it is a weird experience. I will tell you that it is a very weird experience to be in proximity of her just mm-hmm. knowing what she has done. Yeah. Yeah. It is very strange. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen anything recent on Dylan rounds, Fran. Thank you uh, no. for mentioning that. We will keep covering that. Uh, yes. The juror interviews in the Vallow case are really, really interesting. It's nice mm-hmm. to see that they all saw her for who she is. Yes. They all yep. saw her as a psychopath, which is good. Yeah. 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 Yes, Alec Murdoch, there is something. Oh, there is. I forgot. Let's see. I had it pulled up earlier today. Let me see if I can find it. There is something new in Alec Murdoch. I've got it. It's more charges. Yes, more charges. And they've named an accomplice. So these are some of his financial crimes. Mm -hmm. You know, because this dude is you know i i think his body is going to be buried under the prison because he'll never get out my gosh Uh, so um they he's been indicted on a bunch of financial crimes but he's got an accomplice where did that go Corey Corey fleming is the name okay of the accomplice so there's a 28 page indictment that charged him Mm -hmm. With 22 counts of financial crimes, including money laundering, conspiracy, bank fraud, and wire fraud. <coughs> and this uh, this uh, Corey Fleming is now named as an accomplice in those mm-hmm. in those crimes. In those crimes. Yeah. Boy, he sucked a lot of people into his bullshit, didn't he? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He definitely did. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of them were unscrupulous enough to go along with the stuff he was doing. Some right. of them, I think, were just stupid, you know, mm-hmm. or not quite understanding. They were probably only a, a party to part of the grift. So maybe they didn't really quite understand the full scope of what was happening. Mm-hmm. But he did a good job of pulling people in to help him out with his stuff. Right. Oh, Corey well, Fleming was his college roommate. Oh, interesting. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. He has agreed to plead guilty. Uh, to mm-hmm. conspiracy to commit wire fraud in the case. So he's working mm-hmm. with um, the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was specifically in the Gloria Satterfield death. Ah, okay. And in that fraud of her kids. Mm-hmm. That's so gross. What is wrong with people? Yeah. Whew. Yeah, but obviously uh, Alec Murdoch uh, saga is just never going to end. <laughs> ever no and you know desi i don't think that Lori went from a great mom to a psychopath i think she's been a psychopath all along there's a lot a lot of people said she was a great mom who did not live with her Mm -hmm. um but when you actually look back at all of all of her history and all of the stuff that happened with her several husbands and the the um stuff that went on with tylee being in a hospital and having a guardian ad litem and at one point they actually had video cameras in the house watching Lori and the way that she was parenting Tylee. Mm-hmm. Um, it just all of the custody stuff. She was yeah. never a good mom. Yeah. I know they all want us to believe that now, but yeah. she was never a good mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard. <coughs> it's hard with, with the Woodcocks. Because mm-hmm. the Woodcocks did believe she was a good mom, you know, right. and they'll they'll scream that from the rooftop. So we would have never wanted her to adopt JJ had we not had we, you know, we thought she was a good mom, of course, yes, right, right. But gosh, you look through all of those other court documents. That document that was leaked by the Guardian ad litem for Tylee. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. No, 
Yeah. Right. And is Colby looking back too fondly because it's hard to face reality? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, in, in reality, she also, you know, was frequently asking him for money when he was a young adult. Yeah. Because she was running out of money and mm -hmm. no. She was a financial <laughs> disaster. Yeah. She was, well, she was just a consumer, you know, mm -hmm. there was never enough for her. Yeah. 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 That's very true. Yep. Yeah. Lori did mess up Colby. Yeah. yeah she did. He, he wouldn't necessarily know that she wasn't a good mom, unfortunately. I'm afraid that's true. She put him through a lot. Can you imagine what she put Tylee through? No. You know, I, I mean, we know what she put Tylee through. I mean, there's real questions about whether she was actually like a Munchausen's mom. Yeah, or there were questions Tylee... then. Because they all talked about Tylee was sickly and had pancreatitis and all that stuff. Well, if you go back and look at some of those records from the time that Tylee was in a hospital, there were real questions about whether Tylee was sick or this problem was all 100% her mother. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Well, and it was a part of her manipulation to keep Joe Ryan. Because at first, the whole story was that Joe Ryan had molested Tylee and molested Colby. But right. the courts never found anything to prove that. Colby still as an adult will say that's true. And I don't want to, you know, discount Colby's experience at all. Right. Except for that Joe was never tried. Mm -mm. Joe was never charged with anything. And the courts never agreed that that happened. In fact, they disagreed that that happened. Mm -hmm. So then after crying sex abuse didn't work, which if she lied about that, and I'm assuming she did, that's horrific. Because lying about sex crimes is the lowest thing you can possibly do. It's awful. Well, no, actually she had a deeper bottom than that. It just came later. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but that's a horrific thing to do. But when that didn't work, then they started in with the, uh, you know, Tylee with pancreatitis and Tylee in the hospital. And when she'd come home from dad's, then suddenly she'd be really sick and back in the hospital because he just couldn't manage her. He yeah. just wouldn't feed her the right things. He just couldn't take care of her health. Yeah. That was part of her manipulation to keep Joe from being able to see Tylee. Yeah. But, and to mess with the custody stuff. It, oh God, it's all so gross. Yeah. 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 All of it is gross. And, you know, who knows what the kids remembered versus what Lori told them. Well, sure. You know, you can't trust that she didn't try to implant some stuff. Oh, she was wildly manipulative and, and damn good at it uh, in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Gazem. I agree that Ty mm -hmm. that Lori coached Tylee for her police interview after Charles was killed. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. 100%. She well, they had to get out of there from day one. Yeah. Yeah. They took JJ to school. They went and got food. They had to go to Walgreens and get shoes because they left without them. Mm -hmm. And then what? She was telling Tylee what to say. She was yep. absolutely this is what happened. coaching this is her what on what to say. say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most but definitely. see, the other way she manipulated Tylee is that she kept Tylee really dysregulated in their home yeah. it, with constant uh, stories that Charles was mad at her. Yep. She would constantly tell Tylee that Charles was mad at her. Hey, Lana, or Lana, sorry. And that she needed to get her out of there because she just didn't know what, what Charles was going to do. He was so angry. So they'd go yeah. spend a night at a hotel somewhere and go have a girl's night because Charles was just so mad at her. And those things weren't true. She was just no. telling Tylee those things. She was trying really hard to make Tylee hate Charles. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no evidence that, that Charles had any animosity toward Tylee at all. No. It was all created. Well, Charles was paying for everything. Right. For all of Lori's kids, as well as many members of Lori's families, paying for all of their cell phones and stuff like that and bailing mm -hmm. them out when they had a financial crisis and stuff. Charles was the guy with the debit card, you know. He was the guy Absolutely. that was paying for stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Kat, Tylee would have lied. Yeah. Lori would have said JJ would be taken away. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. She would have lied. She had no point of reference in life, but her mother, her mother kept her so isolated that she didn't know what was true from anyone, but, but Lori. Oh yeah. Ugh. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's everything we have for tonight. Yeah. Uh, if you are a patron or if you would like to become one, 
go check us out over on patreon.com. We're True Crime Squad there. We're about to put up uh, two new episodes there. There are two episodes a month that are extra that we put up over there. Mm-hmm. Check us out. It's a great way to support us and get more content. Yep. yep. So don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, do all the things. We appreciate you so much. And you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank <music> you.